need a bigger boat. Snakes. Why did it have to be snakes? Life, uh, finds a way. Welcome back to Spielberg Chronologically. This is a podcast where we go through every single one of Alfred, nope, Steven Spielberg's movies in chronological order. My name is Jeff, and with me, as always, is Eric. Hey, how's it going? Jeff, it, it's been a minute since you messed up with the Alfred Hitchcock. Yeah, I'm trying. I don't know. Thing, you do something for a full year, and it just gets ingrained in you. Understood. Um, but uh, what... The word chronologically is always followed by Alfred Hitchcock. Anyway, it's Dinosaur Week again, and so we brought Elliot back. Rawr. Rawr. Oh, that's a really terrible dinosaur. More dinosaur yeah. talk. Rawr. I should have 3D printed a Velociraptor throat. Yeah, he's our own dinosaur uh, kid. Uh, uh. There you go. Oh, God. That's pretty good. Oh. We'll get to that. Mm. So uh, we... <laughs> there are two trilogies of Jurassic Park films. We are finishing the first one today. We watched Jurassic Park 3. Um, it came out in 2001. Uh, runs for an hour and a half and stars um, uh, Sam Neill as Alan Grant, William H. Macy, Tia Loney, uh, and that's it. That's pretty much it. Little, Laura Dern is in this one. She makes a brief appearance. A little bit of Ellie Sadler, not a lot. Yeah. Which is unfortunate. This would have been such a better movie if they had both gone to the island, but whatever. Ah, so, Elliot, what's your history with this dinosaur so, movie? This came out my freshman year of high school, and I did not see it in theaters. I remember, I, I think I've only seen this maybe two or three times before watching it this morning, because I literally was like, oh, I'm going to watch it super fresh, because it's only 90 minutes, and it just kind of, like, pops. Yeah. But, um... So my best friend growing up, I remember he bought it because that was during the DVD era where like you would buy every single new DVD that came out that Tuesday. You oh, know, in high those school. trips to Best Buy, man. Yes, Tuesdays I go yes, across yes. the street, get my copy of X2. Yeah, whatever it was that Tuesday, steal, steal I would whatever go and was buy new. it. <laughs> I didn't steal back then, okay? I was done with it at that point. It was just a high school thing. Um, so I was probably, probably two or three years. So I was maybe a junior, maybe a sophomore when I saw this the first time on DVD. So, uh, it, you know, it was one of those things where I was like, oh yeah, but I, I was kind of over my dinosaur phase. I was kind of into my girls with boobs phase, you know, in high school at that point. So it was probably a little it's cooler a special than time. pretending to pretend play Jurassic Park in high school is probably so you, frowned upon, I would guess. You didn't see Jurassic Park 3 in theaters? No, I did not. I did not. Didn't miss anything. Okay. How about you, Eric? Uh, yeah, I did see this in, in theaters. I, uh, I think this opened on my 29th birthday, so there's the age difference between us, Elliot. <laughs> so, uh, for my birthday, I wanted to go oh. see Jurassic Park 3. So, yes, I did go see it in theaters. Um, I remember, I remember my reaction was like, okay, you know, all right. Like that was a Jurassic Park movie. Um, I, I don't remember being like, ah, oh, best movie ever. Like a lot of the novelty by this point had kind of worn off. Um, but I found it to be competent at the time. Uh, it definitely not directed by Steven Spielberg noticeably. No. 
Um, so my the only question I came up with was when did this not feel like a Steven Spielberg movie to you? Immediately, immediately, like yeah, the, I kind same. The guy and the kid but on the boat what, with what, the thing like immediately doesn't feel like Steven Spielberg. What part? I mean. Because I don't, I don't know that if I watch this one blind and Lost World, that I go that one's Steven Spielberg and that one's not. To me, they are not that vastly different. Hmm. They well, both, two and three, you mean, right? Two and three. One is obviously its own beautiful, perfect film, and then the other ones are. They're both fine. Yeah. Like I saw three in theaters. And I left much the same way. Like the magic is gone. I'm like, well, that was that was a Jurassic Park, and I think I defaulted at the time before the world movies came out, of uh, thinking this was the worst one. But it was just sort of diminishing returns, and it so it wasn't like horrible. Like none of these original ones are like, wow, they blew it with this one. Um, but yeah, leaving the theater, it was just that's fine. And then we had a huge break in Jurassic Park movies, which we much needed. Yeah, like, uh, so I think, like, the big differences for me between this one and the other ones are, like, the running time is so much shorter. You know, it's a good 40 minutes shorter than the other ones. Um, And it really just is a slam-bang action movie. Like, it doesn't... It doesn't stop for any plot, you know, and when it does, it's very minor. It doesn't make a lot of sense. doesn't contribute much to, to the story. Um, and to me, the, the set pieces in this film aren't nearly as engaging and fun. Like, there is no trailer over the cliff. There is no T-Rex, you know, Jeep attack in this movie. There's nothing in this movie that had me on the edge of my seat. Like, I remember the first time I saw it being impressed with the plane sequence to an extent, but the plane sequence never hits the heights of those other sequences. You know, it never, like, really ratchets up the tension the way those others do. Um... And I think one of the big differences to me is the way the action is filmed. Like in those first two movies, you know where everyone is spatially. Like you know what's happening at all times. Like the T-Rex mm-hmm. is attacking the Jeep. The Jeep is spinning. You know where the kid is, where Timmy mm-hmm. is. You know where Lex and Alan Grant are. You know where Ian Malcolm is. You know Gennaro's over in the, the bathroom. And you know where all of those things are just from the way that it's filmed. And in this movie... I'm thinking in particular of the the what is it spinosaurus what what's the name of that damn thing the spinosaurus the spinosaurus yeah. the spinosaurus river attack right like they're on the boat the spinosaurus is attacking and there's like lots of just like shaky cam and they're in the cage mm-hmm. and the cage is going in the water but there's people like flipping around you don't really know who is who you can't really see what's going on very well just like the way that it's filmed it's not as precise like i think that's where the spielberg difference is is in that precision like this movie does have some cool moments you know the pterodon coming out of the mist like that's the moment i always think of when i think of this movie uh it has some cool shots but there's nothing in this movie that i would say is iconic and i think that lost world does have some moments that are iconic julian moore on the glass you know the raptors in Mm -hmm. in the grass uh and and in this film there's nothing that kind of hits that the closest thing 
I can think of is the satellite phone inside the Spinosaurus. Like that's that's like mm. the closest big moment and uh, that I can uh, think of. But that I will really say, pales in comparison to the first two films. I, and again, it's diminishing returns. Like part of the reason that there none of these things are that classic is we just had two movies of how much can you really do with dinosaurs? Um, but I, I have to say the Spinosaurus from a technical visual perspective is the best dinosaur in the films not uh, ignoring like the raptors and the clever girl and the t-rex and all that iconic stuff just from a technical perspective that dinosaur is so well made and the the changing between cg and practical is so much more flawless and it's obviously years of technology improvement. I think that that's the best thing about the movie to me is the Spinosaurus. It kind of makes it a a better film to me. I was surprised by how well the graphics held up to this for me. I I was really kind of surprised. I really thought this was going to look just the things that I didn't like. There was a couple of scenes where I'm like, Oh, this is a green screen behind them. That's what stood out more to me than the dinosaurs. I yeah. thought the dinosaurs looked absolutely fine. I did not. So, really? like, I th- I agree on the Spinosaurus. I think the Spinosaurus looks fantastic. Um, I really took issue with particularly the scene where they're on the riverboat and they're going past all the dinosaurs in the field. Oh. And I was like, this, oh, this okay. looks like yes. shit. Yeah. Like, this okay. looks like yeah. high-budget sci-fi. Like, if I saw this yeah. on the sci-fi channel, I'd be like, oh, they spent a lot of money on this. But yeah, for a Jurassic I, yeah. Park movie, I'm like, I don't think it looks that much worse than Jurassic Park one when they first well, see the brontosaurus. No, but this was ten years later. Like, they totally fair. They should have yeah. had it down yeah. by now a little better. Like, uh, and there yeah. were a couple other shots. Like I, I, I found the green screen the sh- in the opening scene with them on the parasail, like yes. really shitty and really distracting. Yeah. I didn't remember how poor it was, and it's because green screen I- works in the theater so much better than it does on TV. You know, in the theater you don't notice mm. it as much. Um, I thought in I 4K, don't know how right? much like, that is. It true. really makes a difference <laughs> on the 4K screen. I think going it's- back to where they're going down the river and you're getting the shots of all the dinosaurs. And there's that brontosaurus that just gets right in the camera and like smiles. What yeah, the hell was yeah. that? Right. Weird, now weird right. choices yeah. in this movie, man. Like the the <laughs> the Alan Grant talking raptor on the airplane. What was? Oh, that? I'm like, down for that. Why is that oh, there? I'm, like it's, it's because just he's weird. dreaming. It's very it's strange. Funny. It's it yeah. might be funny, but it's, it's really out of place. Like it feels very no, I strange. Think so we're on the well, third Jurassic Park movie at this point. So okay. So I, the other thing that I want to talk about, like as far as the budget goes, is is that it really like we talked about the Lost World occasionally feeling like they were on a set, right? This mm-hmm. really felt like they were on a yeah. set a lot of the time. The plants look plastic. Like the scene where they come up over the, the ridge and they see the compound down below. It's clearly a matte painting. Like Ooh, like yeah. in, in that's where I think like maybe the lower budget of this film really kicked like really starts to show in the seams. Because in the other two movies, I think they built the compounds, you know, like they built practical sets for those compounds. And now, in this one, like that is clearly a painting, you know, and uh, there are just moments like that where I'm like, man, they they cut a lot of corners on this movie. 
I'll tell you why I think that's a thing. I started reading about this movie. There were three versions of this movie that were being written at the same time. And they did like they didn't like any of those versions. And it, this is kind of an amalgamation of all three. Like originally, they wanted Grant to live on the island, and like a group of teenagers get stranded on the island, right? So like that was one incarnation. Another incarnation, they wanted like the dinosaurs to be attacking the mainland, so they wanted a whole second story of like dinosaurs attacking actual, you know. And then there was another version that I can't remember of, but like. They they never had a full script even while filming this. Like, they never had a full script at all. So, like, you can kind of tell they were like, well, okay, well, this can fit here and this can fit there. Yeah. Right? Like, they're just trying to move from, like, one side of the island to the other. And here's, like, the scene or set pieces we can do for that to take place. Yeah, I read that, too, that they really cobbled it together as they went. And, like, Sam Neill was totally cool with it. Like, Sam Neill's like, I think people should give this movie more respect. There's cool stuff in this movie. William H. Macy was like, this was a shit show. Like, I I think the quote I read was, uh, somebody should be shot. I can't believe that they funded this. Like, <laughs> it's not that bad. Come on. Well, I he mean, was he was referring to the experience Bros. of filming it. I think, like, yeah. like not not that the end product, the final product. I think it was just the experience of like showing up every day on set, and not knowing what your lines were, not knowing what you were going to be doing. You know, um, yeah. So take it all as a life experience. You know, of course. Just well, this is a life I mean, experience. I'm gonna. We would be like, <laughs> we're in a movie. Woo. like whatever yeah and obviously william h macy is much more accomplished than anybody else in this movie yeah yeah right yeah oh yeah the um and i love william h macy in general but he just kind of this character is just sort of a the bumbling i don't know the characters in this movie suck the characters in this movie i mean the the like there are two that i can get behind where i'm like just make these which was, of course, Alan Grant, and yeah. then Udesky, who is the hired gun. Like, he gets the people there, and then as soon as it goes awry, he's like, I'm with Grant. And I, there was something actually kind of endearing about him, even though I think he was there to be dinosaur fodder, that I was like, he's the most appealing out of, I don't care about, certainly, T. Leone and this Billy guy, and oh, Billy. Like, William H. Macy. I don't care. Like, I wanted Tia Leone to get eaten as soon as possible. I found her very annoying. She is an irritant yeah. in this movie. Yeah. And but I, Udesky, I was like, this guy is actually kind of entertaining and down to earth. And, like, his motivations make sense. And, I w- and he wasn't an idiot. Like, but everybody in this movie is an idiot because even Sam Neill... Alan Grant's like, stop yelling. We need to stop yelling. Two and scenes then he later, starts yelling. Why? He's yelling. <laughs> like it, it, and I guess that's probably where the script is cobbled together. Where don't yell, and then he starts yelling. Everyone's yelling in this movie. Someone's name at some point in time, and it's stupid. I mean, I understood. I didn't like Tay Leone's character, but I thought she did a good job of me making me not like her. Like she is just like an idiot. And annoying, but like in a way that is kind of like what a mom would do, you know, to, in a way, 
Or I thought, again, I didn't like her, but I thought she did a good job of making me not like her. Okay. I don't know that that was the intention of the character. I, I don't either, but, like, I was like, oh, she does a good job of me, like, wanting to see her die. Like, But then they don't ever, like, in other movies where it's like, I can't wait to see this guy get chomped by a dinosaur, they get chomped by a dinosaur. It just doesn't Fair. happen here. Fair. Like, Fair. Um, so if that were the intention... We never got the payoff, right, of the lawyer being eaten I, on the toilet. You I, know, yeah, I'm totally there with you. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I thought. Well, even Billy upset me because, like, you're like, "Oh, cool, Billy died," but then you're like, "Oh, spoiler, Billy doesn't die. He's fine." Like, you're like, okay, yeah, cool. Let's 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 just kind of go through some of these characters and let's start with Billy because Billy is a very problematic character. Like, yeah. A, he's a non-character. Like, he's nothing. Like, yes. he's just Alan Grant's student, mm-hmm. right? And so, like, we don't get any background on this guy. We have no idea what his motivation is. We don't know why he's behaving shady. You know, like, and he is behaving shady the entire time. He's behaving shady, like, yeah. as early as it's on obvious. the plane, you know? And before that, because um, when the when um, the main guy comes in, he knows Billy's name already when he introduces him to Grant. Like, right. They've already been talking. So it's already shady from the beginning. Yeah, Billy's Billy's in on the – he's in on the con with William H. Macy, yeah. right? Um, but that part of things is never developed. It's just hinted at. Yep. Like, he knows what's going on. But they never actually, like, go into explaining what's going on, you know, and what – and then Billy, like – he steals the eggs and then he acts super shady for like the next 30 minutes of the movie, like trying to get the bag back before he convinced before he like admits to stealing the eggs. And then like from there, I don't know, like does Grant forgive him? Does he like, like there's never like a real moment. Well, when he thinks he's dead, he that's for, the moment he, of forgiveness. When he thinks he's dead, but yeah, we still yeah. don't get any, like Billy was going to sell these eggs to, Blah, you know, like Billy was. Billy Where's had a plan in to, this? Uh, you know, he just wanted to fund the. Deals. And I hate to say, I yeah, hate to but... say this because just last week we were talking about the Lost World, and I said Jurassic Park Three is the only one without like engine in it and without all that corporate espionage, and you know maybe it's a little stronger because I get sick of that. And I'm sorry, but I kind of missed it in this movie because <laughs> like the. The engine for this movie, which is let's go find Eric on the island, doesn't feel strong enough to propel the movie. You know, like it it just isn't enough. And there's I don't know, like the the piece of the puzzle that's missing for me is the like, should we have done this? Should we be doing this? Should this exist? You the know, Malcolm like, of it the all. Malcolm of it all. The yeah. Malcolm and Hammond dynamic of it all is really what's missing in this movie for me because there's none of that. There's none of the like, should science have done this and should we be pursuing this and should should we take these animals back to land and da da da. All you get is Billy stealing the eggs, which is not really explained, right? And so to me, like the themes of Jurassic Park are missing from this Jurassic Park movie. There is no theme. It's just, let's get them on the island and have dinosaurs chase them around. And, uh, like, if you, if you try to draw something deeper from it, there's really not a lot there, you know? Like, okay, they conned Grant onto the island. They find the kid. Some people get chomped. Biggity-bam. Ellie saves them. And it's over. Oh, 
So there's no subplot though either, right? Like even yeah. in the second one, there's like a second group here. What are they doing? What are they all about? There's no. There's just the singular plot for the whole ninety minutes, and that's why it's ninety minutes, right? There's nothing else to it. Is we're only focused on this one group of thing, this one thing happening the whole time. There's no like flashback or flash forward or side. There's nothing else to it. It's just this. Yeah, it's all we get. I, like I kind of agree with William H Macy on, on in some ways because I don't think somebody should be shot, but I do think like if you're <laughs> gonna commit a hundred million dollars or eighty million dollars or whatever this cost at the time to a film like this, like figure that shit out, you know, like make a good movie. And I know so many Hollywood films move forward, you know, and it's just like this runaway train, like it's happening. We've hired all these people. It's just go time. We're going to go, 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 whether it's ready or not. But to me, this franchise is more of a prestige franchise. Like I would think that they would have really focused beforehand on getting this stuff figured out and if they didn't, then they would have just shut it down until they did, you know? Um, well, Spielberg wasn't attached. Spielberg is the guy at who all, says... At all, right? Did he have anything, any input on that? I think Kathleen yeah, Kennedy really? had more to do with it than he did, but, um, like, Spielberg is the guy who says, no, we're not doing that. Spielberg is the guy who does direct things and say, this is the direction we're going. Deal with it. I'm Steven Spielberg. But... This is very much a studio-run film, right? I mean, the studio's like, money, we put this in theaters, we make money. And I'm sure it did. I'm sure they turned a profit on this. But... A huge one, actually. Yeah, I... So... The thing is, is, like, I get what you're talking about with the engine and the philosophy and should we have done this, but we've explored that in two damn films now. I'm kind of fine with it not being here um, because... I, the adventure of just running from dinosaurs kind of is enough to be a, a fun summer flick. It's not going to blow your balls off like the first one, but frankly, the second one didn't either. Um, I kind of like the brevity of it, the hour and a halfness, the let's just get the, on the damn island and see some dinosaurs. So I, I, I hear what you're saying. It doesn't drive any sort of central overarching story forward that crosses over movie to movie, you know, like the next trilogy is going to do. Um, but it's fine. Yeah, it just feels like a like a pocket movie, right? Like it's outside of the franchise. It's like like a like a spin-off movie where they like it just doesn't feel like it's a part of the whole with the rest you know like the only pieces that where i can kind of attach it to the other is the presence of grant who, who by the way is still grant like i think he's yeah, awesome he does great yeah like he's despite uh, yelling yeah. and ignoring his own advice yeah, yes. yeah but it feels it feels good <laughs> to see him again like he's a good lead in this movie and he for the most part behaves in character um but you know like the other piece is that it seems like hammond got his way right like like Hammond right. wanted this island to be isolated and it seems like it really is and it's like super enforced people do not go to this island. Yeah, it's but not that's never really talked about, is it? It's it, not that's that never enforced addressed. because you have these guys uh, doing their dinosaur tours around the island, right? That whole parasailing opening is you're paying specifically 
to get in a para, to parasail around this island in the hopes of seeing dinosaurs. So there are people in that space doing, you know, stuff. Now, granted, you can't fly over because it's a no-fly zone and they established that. But there are people around trying to, you know, make money off of Dinosaur Island. That is true. That is right. true. And you know what else is never really explained is what happens on that boat. Like, that's a running trend in this film. You don't know what happened yeah. on the boat. Like, it's a franchise. You don't know what happened on the boat last time. You don't know what happened here. Yeah. Like, is it the Spinosaurus? Are we supposed to think it's the Spinosaurus? Are the Pteranodons loose already? Because it has to be that. Yeah. It has to be. Or a, an aquatic. Never an aquatic soar. Yeah. Aquasaur, you know. Aquasaur. Well, we get that next time. Every kid's favorite aquasaur. aquasaur. The Mosasaurus. Yeah. Always wanted to dig up an aquasaur. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know that. I, I, it's it's a damn dinosaur movie. What are we talking about? I mean, I I already said I wanted T. Leone to be eaten. The raptors. I mean, do, are the raptors good? The raptors are good. The raptors They're aren't raptors. good. No, the raptors are not good what? in this movie. Why are they not good? Because they don't do anything. Like, the raptor sequences are very brief and very boring. And, like, there's the scene where they're, like, kind of hiding behind the gate. Like, that that sequence, it's very short. It's not nearly as suspenseful or dangerous feeling as the other raptor sequences in the other films. It's not as complex. Like, it's just quick and it's over. And then the raptor scene at the end is bullshit like it's just Aww. nonsense and uh so no i don't think the raptors are as good they killed the t-rex as soon as it shows up i was very disappointed in that yeah. i had forgotten about that uh so that and it's really just to establish the spinosaurus as being this is this is kind of where i said and 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 it continues going forward for the next three movies where it's they have to one up the dinosaurs yeah, and they established yeah. that the Spinosaurus, even though the Spinosaurus is a real dinosaur that existed, which I appreciate because now they just start making shit up. But um, that all they did was kill the T Rex for that. And there's a moment in the next movie where the whole time you don't see the T Rex, and then it's like arriving mm -hmm. as this hero. And it's if I'm remembering correctly, is like my favorite part of that movie because the T Rex is one of the main characters in all of Jurassic Park. I mean, the raptors are the raptors. There's multiple of them and all that. But the T-Rex, when he's on screen in four, and you're like, oh, yeah, I was just excited to see him as I would have been for Grant and uh, Ellie and Malcolm, you know, because it's like, oh, hell yeah, because that's the main, one of the main characters. That's the main dinosaur. And I think the movie would still work if it was just running from T-Rexes. As good as the Spinosaurus is in this movie, I still think, like, you're right. Just bumping off that dinosaur is just kind of like, okay. Yeah, I, I, I did. Interesting yeah. note, I did read how they did that, and it was pretty cool. They had a Spinosaurus robot, and they had a T-Rex robot, and there's apparently, like, a lot more footage that isn't in the movie. And they just started bashing them into each other. Like, they went on set, rolled cameras, and they had the puppeteers just, like, like trying to fight in real time. Like, rock'em, sock'em robots, like, bashing the dinosaurs into each other. And the Spinosaurus robot was newer than the T-Rex robot, and it ended up knocking the head off the oh. T-Rex robot. And all the, all the puppeteers <laughs> were like, oh, because they spent so much time on it. Uh, 
but yeah, that's that's how they kind of filmed that, that, pretty cool. that sequence, and then they just filled in the blanks with CGI. But uh, pretty cool, like kind of kind of a neat story behind the scenes. So we get Eric, who's the kid who's been lost in the island. They eventually find him after he saves Grant with tear gas, which drives away the raptors. The, yeah. The raptors. Yeah. And the kid's been surviving. He found like a vault and he's got some T-Rex a, piss, uh, yeah, which I did. I, yeah. I appreciate the T-Rex pee. What I don't appreciate is they don't actually tell you how he got it. They just sort of cop out. And it never comes up like, again either. Yeah, it's T Rex P. It keeps the raptors away, and or some of the bigger dinosaurs. I think is what he says. Because it, and well, how did you get it? Which is the obvious question. And he's like, you don't want to know. No, I kind of want to know. Like, how did you do this? And it isn't brought up. I never. I totally spaced that. Yeah, I totally spaced that and not coming back up. Yeah, or you think it would or should? At least have have, any, have either of you guys watched Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous? No. no, my son's watched it all, but I, I haven't because I it's pretty good. So, OK, so the idea is that there are these like five kids and they're on Jurassic World like they're at Jurassic World uh, when when the shit goes down. So while uh, Chris Pratt and what's her name, Howard, are running around doing their thing, these kids are like off at this camp, like in this treehouse thing. And they don't really understand what's going on. So everybody bails on the island. They all get on boats and run away because the shit has gone down. And so these these five kids are like, what? everybody left. And they're just like stuck on the island. So it's them like running around trying to survive, you know, like on Jurassic World, like in that while well, after everybody's gone. And then it like goes some other places eventually. But that's the first few seasons. So there's this one kid, Ben who's super scared of everything like he's like you know he's he would be the kid in the movie with the asthma thing you know like (laughs) how there's always one of those kids uh and at the end of the first season you think he gets killed and he ends up isolated from the other the other kids and so he goes full eric like like he he turns into this survivalist kid and and so it was kind of interesting seeing eric uh in this movie because i was like oh that's where Ben came from. Like he's, he's Ben, you know, because this it's the same mm. thing. He's like running around, you know, he's got a hidey hole. Uh, he's got a little friend dinosaur that he bums around with. And he's just like out there in the bush, like surviving, eating junk food, you know, doing his thing. And uh, I don't know. I get like that, that piece of the movie kind of appealed to me. The idea of this kid by himself, just in a very practical way, trying to survive and like making decisions like he says oh i stayed close to the compound because i figured if anybody was going to come find me that's where they'd look you know like just kind of like the kid's not terrified he's 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 a very different kid from the other movies right like those kids were on the island for a weekend this kid's been there for eight weeks he's not afraid he knows what to do he's like established himself he's got you know his survival techniques down and what's disappointing then is that the adults don't lean on that in any way. Like as soon as the adults are there, it comes back to, except for the brief moment with Taya Leone where she's like, I'm just leaving for a minute. And he's like, mom, come on. I've been here, but they don't, they don't look to him for advice. Like this kid has survived for eight weeks 
and they go right back to let's get to the coast let's get to the boat da 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 like they never say like hey is the Sirius safe like should we be here where should we go where should we not go what should we do what have you been eating where do we find that you know like none of that they're just like okay we got it let's get off the island and it just feels it just kind of rings false to me like they've established this kid as a hardcore survivor and they don't utilize it like like new yeah. she's like he's like new in aliens you know and and you know at least ripley like kind of like looks to new a little bit for like what what's going on like what how do you do this and they don't at all in this movie yeah, that's fair. And and I was fine with the character. Um, so we get to the Pteranodons, right? Which is probably the other big... I had forgotten when we watched Lost World that at the very end you get... I don't know if they're pterodactyls or pterodons. I don't really know. I call all flying dinosaurs are pterodactyls. Same. Yeah, yeah. and so... Let's establish that as canon. Yeah, my son forward. corrects yeah. me all the time. No, dad, you know, because he knows I don't. Um, but they had them at the very, very end. And I'm like, oh, I forgot about that because I thought the first time we saw them was in three. But we get a real pterodactyl attack and it's pretty great. I think they look great. They're scary. They do something so much different than the other dinosaurs. And it was kind of one of those things where I'm like, hey, finally, you know, like even two was like raptors and t-rex and to a lesser degree compies and it was like nothing really new like we know what these creatures do we've been here before but at least this was different because of the added dimension of flight and them grabbing billy and taking him away and then being like oh he's there's nothing you can do now he's gone you know uh, I really enjoyed that whole sequence. I think it's one of the highlights of, of the film. I um, My wife had not seen this one, and so she watched it with me this morning, and she immediately knew that the parachute was going to be reused because, like, early on, they're, like you see Billy folding it up, and she's like, they're going to use that, right? And I was like, yeah, it's kind of a big thing, and towards the end, like, it's just kind of one of those very obvious kind of, like, you knew he was going to jump the moment that, like, you saw him grab the shoot, right? Like you knew that scene was going to kind of like take place. But I liked it. I thought it looked okay. I thought it was kind of cool. The whole like trying to redeem Billy thing didn't really like. Yeah. Cause they didn't, me, but... they didn't put enough development in him to warrant it. He doesn't need right? redemption. Yeah. Like, we don't care. We don't care. Yeah. We don't care about the character. We care more about Mr. Noodle. Mr. Noodle's brother, Mr. Noodle. What <laughs> Elmo, I don't know El- what you're talking Elmo. about. Elmo, Elmo, you guys. Uh, okay, so who is the little guy with the mustache? Clearly, we know what that is. The little guy with the mustache that you uh, were saying that you liked earlier. The guy who's in charge of the expedition. Uh, Udesky. Udesky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Udesky. Yeah. Udesky was on Sesame Street for Noodle. years and years. He was Mr. Noodle's brother, Mr. Noodle. Okay. Never mind. I always remember him from <laughs> Green Mile. He was the he was in Green Mile, right? Oh yeah, he was in Green Mile. Oh yeah, because he was the mouse guy, the right? Mouse. The mouse, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's such a great actor. Like he's just so underappreciated because he's on screen. In all reality, Michael Jeter, who plays the character Udesky, it, it should be a throwaway character that no one cares about. But and it seems like you guys agree with me that at least he was likable and interesting. Oh, for sure. And and had a like his motivations were clear. He was this gun for hire 
who really but he was, wasn't really a gun. He wasn't fire, supposed right? to be right. there. He, yeah, yeah. And as yeah. soon as he's out of his depth, he's like, "I'm on board with them." He's smarter than everybody but Sam Neill, and actually probably smarter than Sam Neill. I don't ever see him yelling, um, but yeah, I think that just is his ability as an actor to just be interesting and cool for such a minimal character. I kind of found it a little surprising that all these people went onto the island without getting paid first. Oh yeah. Like, they didn't wait for the check. Like, to they didn't wait for the check to clear. At all. Yeah. That's a little That is a huge gap. Cuz I don't know if I would go on this island to go rescue some kid. I would really like, oh, really think twice about going on this island. And it's 8 weeks. It's been 8 weeks. Like that dude's dude's dead. Yeah. Like come on. Like cut your losses. <laughs> Yeah, I uh, I think the entire the entire scam of William H Macy and Tay Leone doesn't really hold up. Like it doesn't hold water, you know. Like yeah. it's it's interesting, but like you know, like if I were Alan Grant and that guy hit me over the head with a gun and knocked me out, like I'd do more than take a swing at William H Macy, which you know to his credit he does. But I'd be like ripping into these fools like no other. Like I. Mm-hmm. It would really be on, you know, <laughs> like, I'm getting in this plane and I'm taking off and I'm leaving all of you, you know, like just really, it would really piss me off. Instantly. Yeah. 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 So we have to talk about the ending to this, which to me is still the worst part. All the stuff you said before is bad. So they're fighting the, the, the damn Spinosaurus on a boat in the river, the thing you didn't like, the shaky cam and all that. I still thought it was a thrilling scene. I still enjoyed yeah, it. I did too. It's a dinosaur trying to eat them. And he, Alan Grant calls uh, Ellie. Hey, and she overhears that whatever, you know, the attack. And this is so deus ex. Like, this is where if you say, hey, what's deus ex machina? Go watch Jurassic Park 3. This is what it is, because somehow she gets whoo, she, she gets the whole damn army and Navy to show up and save them. Is it something with her husband? What connections does she have? What, what did they say at the beginning? Like Grant's talking to her husband and he's like, so what do you do? And does isn't he like something with the government? Did they establish it? And I just maybe missed it? I I didn't catch that. I, didn't, I don't care who we did he talk is. about him, but I don't. Yeah, remember it doesn't what matter he who like. he is. He's not able yeah. to have pulled that weight. You know, like we're gonna break Unless international treaties. Unless he was treaties. the president, like if she were the first lady or the president, and, and, and then maybe she could have pulled this off. No way. Even with the president, I don't know. I mean, you probably could with being president because you get a lot of sway. But like that fast, like like she's got a full military yeah, I mean, deployment. Yeah. They're like down in these islands. Okay, number one, Less than she just hears hours. a dinosaur attack. She doesn't know if he's on Nublar Anything. or Sorna, right? right? So he could be in either place. Number two, like the helicopter just shows up right where they are. Like this is a big ass island. The helicopter shows up right there where they are. They don't have to run to get to the helicopter or whatever. It just shows up. Um, 
so yeah, there's like a giant pile of this not making any sense beyond the fact that Ellie magically summons the military to the island. Like there's more yeah. stuff that doesn't make any sense. The thing with the raptors, like taking the eggs and running away, like the thing with Grant blowing into the resonating chamber, like, like he's it just making sound like he's it. just making noise. <laughs> it would be like somebody like coming up to a bunch of humans that we're going to and just going oh, oh. <laughs> like there's no like language there or cadence or anything like that like he's not even making like the oh, oh, noise that they make like it's just going no well, that's like him? if you ever bark at your dog have you ever barked at your dog and the dog looks at you like you're an idiot <laughs> that's kind of maybe what's going on no, just me. I'm the only one that does that just to see my dog's reaction. So I don't know. I meow at the cats. I, I just want him to understand me. I don't know what they're trying to establish there. Like, like Grant is communicating with the raptors. The raptors see him as a similar thing. The raptors are like, these it, things are just dummies. Let's just take the eggs I, and leave. I don't, like, and, uh, okay, they established, too. Raptors are supposed to be really super smart. But they, and I can't remember off the top, the other moments where I'm like, that was pretty stupid for a raptor that's supposed to be really intelligent. But this moment where they see him blow into the stupid thing and make they can't tell these genius ass anim animals, whatever. I, I wanted them to like, just start shredding through the crowd, you know, like, okay, we got our eggs. Now that dummy made this weird noise and we're just going to start tearing through these fools. <laughs> it's like limbs everywhere. That would be blood, realistic blood. You know, like I just wanted it to, that's that ending. If that's how it ended, like just a massacre, and then the camera <laughs> kind of pans off from the island, and, <laughs> and the credits roll, oh, it would have saved the film. It would have been a classic. Like, oh, they did it. It would have elevated they, it to a classic. They did it. it. I have two things about the ending. One, I thought he was whisper, whisper, whispering sorry, uh, for backup. With the little conch. I thought that's what he was doing, and that's why the Velociraptors backed off. Because they thought, oh, he's calling for backup. Because I thought that was kind of mentioned. Yeah, there's a point where they trap the one kind of in that cage or whatever, and it goes, yeah. it does oh, that he's barking for noise. Oh, he's calling yeah. for help. And he stops running like an idiot to just go, oh. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but the noise that he makes with the thing is nothing like no, the noise that that raptor right, is exactly. making. You know, like... It, it pisses yeah. them off at first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then the second thing for me, the ending with them running out to the beach and the military being there, it reminded me a lot of the live action uh, um, Lord of the Flies movie. I don't know if you guys have seen that. As, a, or like, as if opposed you've seen to it. the animated Lord of the Flies movies? Well, the, in the book, <laughs> well, the book ending is different from the, the movie okay. ending. Because in the in the movie, the kids set like the forest on fire, and they're like running out trying to murder each other, and then they just run out onto the beach, and there's just like military there on the beach, holding guns, and just like that, and they're like, "Oh, I guess we're saved." Like it was like, oh, it's almost exactly the same kind of ending where like shit's going down, it's getting crazy, and then they just like run, and then they're like, "Oh, here's the rescue," and that's how that movie ends. Just like it just straight up ends. And it's very similar to that. And I got the same kind of vibes because they're all wearing the black and, like, the Jeeps pull up or whatever out of the water and all that kind of stuff. So it's very similar to me from that. And I, that's what I drew from it where I didn't know if it was the same kind of parallel or it's just one of those things that I had ingrained in my mind. Yeah. Animated Lord of the Flies. What a dick. 
Yeah, what an asshole. <laughs> it it does just feel really really abrupt. Like like yeah. it's like we ran out of stuff. We're just going to send in the military and get them. Like we've done all the things we wanted to do. We don't have any other things to do. It's kind of like how we said, you know, at the end of Lost World, like it felt like the movie was over when they left the island, but then it keeps going. This movie could have used a little of that, like because it just like slams to an end and the credits roll, you know, and yeah, they get on the the helicopter and Billy's there. And you're like, oh, and Billy's here. We found Where Billy. Where did they the find way. Billy? Did he wash He's out good. to sea? <laughs> he was just laying on the beach, face down. <laughs> like, yeah, I guess we better pick up that guy. Ah, uh, put him on. He looks bloody. Oh god. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, uh, Elliot, rank these first three films. Oh, I'll just go one, two, three. Right? Like, it's it's kind of. Uh... That's kind of the easiest ranking ever, right. right? I mean, they progressively got worse. I imagine you I agree, Mr. Eric. I, I do. And I want to also clarify that as negative as I've been on this movie, like this movie clearly has some issues and I think I'm like harder on it than you guys are. I still like it. Like I still like, yeah, I, I'll watch it. It's something to watch. How many times have you watched this? I, this is only like my third or fourth time watching this, this ever. Maybe. My third time specifically. Yeah, yeah. Way less than the others. I'd probably say like four or five so, so I, like, I've seen this like one now more than Lost Worlds. <laughs> I, like, I don't yeah. like if I'm ranking them, it's one, two, three, but it's a closer. I'm closer on three to two than you guys are because I kind of appreciate the brevity of it. I appreciate the, the how good the dinosaurs look, with the exception of that scene on the river. And I like if I'm going to put one in. I'll put the, there are so many moments in two that are just boring to me and I don't yeah, care about. Yeah. And you you mentioned, Eric, that if that this feels disjointed from the series, I kind of feel that way about two. I don't really think it's that connected to the series. I mean, that one has Hammond and Malcolm. This one has Ellie and Grant and in equal measure too, right. Hammond's barely in yeah. the second one. Ellie's barely in this one. It feels just as disconnected to me. But at least it's an hour and a half and it just kind of goes and then it's over. It's it's an enjoyable watch, but well, that kind of two is marginally better than those. It kind of leads but. to the the question of like, does this franchise ha- have any connective tissue at all? You know, like, I don't know. I feel like they're definitely diminishing returns well, right down the line, even through the 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 second trilogy like if i had to rank them all it'd be one two three four five six you know like see i from memory i haven't watched it but once but i would say jurassic world and without having rewatched it yet is the second best one i remember leaving the theater being like that was a whole lot of fun that's the most fun i've had with jurassic park since the first one now when we watch it in two weeks that might change but i just remember feeling like that was good. I really liked that. The Mosasaurus was awesome. You know, they did something kind of different. I've always had like a, a thing for Bryce Dallas Howard. So that might be part of it. I don't know, but it same. I just, I really enjoyed four, but apparently not enough to watch the other two. Cause I haven't seen fallen kingdom or dominion. So we'll see. It's going to be interesting. Let me ask you this. It, it, after this one, if you had to make a sequel, a fourth one, Without the knowledge of the, the the following trilogy, what would you do? 
I think they did the right thing. Like, it's hard for me to disassociate that because what? That, well, that's ha- that. That's what they had to have done, right? They had to have waited that long. Of, that they had to have given that much time to come up with something to be like, oh, here, here's our new twist on the Jurassic fact park. that it's an established I, park, with the exception. Yeah. So the only thing I would change is I would get rid of the Indominus because that's really where they start genetically. I mean, it makes sense because a they would probably do that. But it just kind of loses me a little bit because then you just start up in the ante with the Endoraptor and all this stuff. But having an established built park that's been working, like it's been there long enough where they're already starting to see a downturn in interest, where they're having to genetically modify dinosaurs. Um, I really like that, and I think that's the right way to go for the fourth one. Yeah, I don't know what else I could have you could have done with this kind of because it is so disjointed, like you said. Like you're just like, uh, I guess we'll go to the island and something will happen on the island. Because that's even what they do in the second sequel movie. Like in five, they're like, well, I guess we'll go back to the island because it's gonna explode. Right. I don't know. It's gonna <laughs> what, explode. What are we gonna do? Let's well, spoilers. I haven't seen that one. It's it's yeah, like the know. first fifteen minutes of the movie. Um, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, you're you're right. It, it, it's the most Hollywood thing ever to decide to blow up the island. <laughs> <laughs> what do we do? Lava, lava, lava. digital lava. <laughs> Run after lava. All right. Well, I think we. The other thing I wanted to bring up uh, was the director. Joe Johnson. Do you know what else this guy directed? His name's really familiar, but I think there's a yeah. football player called Joe Johnson that I was confusing him there with. There is. He directed Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Okay. Righteous. He directed Rocketeer. He directed the live-action stuff for The Page Master. He directed Jumanji. He directed October Sky. He directed Jurassic Park 3. He directed Hildago. He directed The Wolfman. He directed Captain America, The First Avenger. Oh, that's where I know his name. He directed Not Safe for Work. What was that last one? Like, this, uh, Not Safe for Work. Oh, you need to go watch this movie. It's got Aubrey Plaza and, um, no, that's not what I'm thinking of. I'm thinking of a completely different movie. Great. Ignore that last one. Okay. But, But it's still, like, this dude's, like, if you had only directed those movies in your life, like, that's a pretty good career. Yeah. Like that dude's got some bangers on his leg. Yeah, list. he clearly knows special effects too. Like he knows how to work with special effects because those you know? are some special effects extravaganzas right there. And hearing what yeah. a shit show production was, I don't, I doubt it was his fault in any way. But I still like, like we said, as much as we there are problems, it's still a fun watch. Like I don't I regret so going too. back through it. Oh yeah, yeah. they they cobbled like, together I something. Pretty I don't decent. regret it either. Absolutely. Well, yeah. So uh, next week we are back to the regular scheduled Spielberg chronologically. We're gonna watch uh, what did I Amistad. say? Amistad. And then after that, Elliot, of course, is welcome back for more Jurassic Worlding. As I can't uh, wait to get Chris through Pratt those. I'm just can't. so ready yeah. to be dinos- done with. Well, dinosaurs. do you think we should take a little? I've only do watched you think those. Take a little once. break timing wise, uh, because like, as far as chronologically goes. Okay. Those those come later, Way right? So line. do you think we ought to kind of wait for a few episodes until chronologically we that. move forward? That'll give us a dinosaur break, and it'll it'll have them kind of line up in the timing a little better. 
That's fair. Yeah, and then I can start listening to the podcast then, because I cannot listen when I'm on, guys. I can't. <laughs> I've I'm heard sorry. you say that before. I can't listen to myself on other people's podcasts or my own at all. I hate it. It's the worst thing in the world. I don't well, know I mean, why. you're not the only one who feels that way. There are a lot of people who don't like listening to themselves, but I'm sort of a narcissist. So I'm like, oh man, this guy's I good. I was too. I thought I was too, but this like, guy it's is just, good. I can't do it. That's funny. And this is like literally my Wednesday. Like this is what I do on Wednesday. So you guys are really, it's really kind of killing my Wednesday vibes. <laughs> when I wake up, I'm not joking. I know that like it's like, laughing, but like it really, you are really? killing my Wednesday vibes because I'm like, oh, what am I gonna listen to? I guess I'll just pretend to listen to music again. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Well, Elliot, no. uh, since we're, it's going to be a little bit till we see you again, sh- tell us about your stuff. You Have you finally gotten a damn feed for your hockey thing? So we do have a feed. We have recorded an episode. I haven't put it up yet, but uh, untitled Blue Jackets podcast. It's coming during the hockey season, so hockey season's probably started by this point. Uh, we talk about the Blue Jackets. I don't know anything about hockey. The other guy, Frankie, knows a crap load about hockey, so... Uh, it'll be it's kind of cool because it's like hey let's learn about hockey together with me and maybe by the end i'll know what i'm talking about but probably not um i again i just the first episode we recorded i just chaos i just try to interject and throw everything off course because you know that's what i like to do but uh, you can find me there you can find me on gaming nexus um you can find me at the game of nerds i write there about shows and stuff like that i'm writing about quantum leap right now that's getting ready to come back i'm kind of excited who's about in that quantum leap uh, actually, nobody that I know is Bacula at least like making a, an appearance. It is a sequel. I watched the first episode. Okay. It's a sequel of the series, so he's mentioned in reference. Uh, so I'm kind of hoping like it gets. It's like another run dude who's trying to stop Bacula at some point. Well, so the premise is they think they can find a way to get him. Okay, they get Scott Bacula's character, and they don't, and hijinks ensue. So you know. Okay. But yeah, but it, so the first episode felt like old school. Um, Quantum Leap to I'll me. Have to check that out. I like Quantum Leap. Twist. Yeah, it's it start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. NBC, I think, is what Peacock. it is. Peacock. Yeah, man. Anyway. Yeah. That's enough rambling. Thank you. Well, uh, uh, again, you can find Eric at the Gaming Nexus uh, website for his reviews as well as Elliot's. You can check out his YouTube page. Find him on Twitter at Eric underscore Hotter. You can find me on Twitter at Podcast by Jeff. Check out my other podcast, The Movie Draft House. And that's it. We'll see you next week for Amistad. Bye, y'all.